Yesterday in the Haftari we read the story with Alicia and the Shunamis. That Alicia stayed in her house. She and her husband took good care of the Alicia. They built them a special room, Aliyah's kir, and a bed and a table, and they made him very comfortable while he was traveling. So it says that Alicia told the, um, the Shunamis that if she needs anything, he wants to do her a favor for all the kindness that they showed him. So does she need that he should inter- intercede on her behalf with the king or anything, all any favors she needs? And she says, no. But I'm, I'm a person who is doing well and successful. I, I don't need anything. So the, the helper of Elisha said, but this woman doesn't have any children. So maybe she needs help in this regard. So Elisha said to her, um, she was said, he, she omed us ala Pesach. She was standing by the door, and while she was standing by the door, Elisha told her, in a year from now, I promise you, you will have a child. So this story almost exactly was duplicated many, many years later by the Rebbe Rashab. Yesterday I was visiting Morristown, and I heard the story from Rebbe Joachim Wolf. The story happened to his granduncle, Rebbe Freund Wolf's uncle, who was a Yid who lived in Würzburg, Germany. Würzburg was a famous city in Germany where there was a large medical facility where people came from all over the world to be, to be treated, especially for certain conditions that they specialized in. The Rebbe Rashab suffered in one of those conditions, and the doctors in Moscow, the biggest doctors in Moscow, advised him to travel to Würzburg and to be there to be there for a while until he gets until he recovers because the best medical resources for that condition is in Würzburg the Rebbe Rashab left this was Tovrish Samar Zayin left to Würzburg and uh, came back left Würzburg on Cheshven and stayed there till Elul almost 10 months and for Rosh Hashanah he wanted to come back to Lubavitch where did he stay? He needed a place to stay. The Friedrich Rebbe, his son, went with him. And also the Gaborim, the helpers, were all also with him. They needed a place to stay. So there was the Abistritsky's grandfather, somebody who found there was a balabas there. He made arrangements by a balabas. His name was um, Wolf, was his last name. I forgot his first name. He's English. His secular uh, first name was Philip Wolf. But he was an uncle of Rebbe Freyim Wolf. He was a German Jew, a Balabatashi, the Fumayid, who had a big, nice house, also has a maid house attached to it for the maid. But there was no maid then at the time. So he said to Bistritsky, who was one of the big machers in the community, that he's willing to give his house, his large, beautiful house, over to the Friedrich Rebbe, to the Rebbe Rashab and the Friedrich Rebbe for their use. And he will move into the maid's house. And that's indeed what happened. The Rebbe Rashab stayed in that house for 10 months. Towards the end of the 10 months, he decided to go back before Rosh Hashanah of Samaches. I believe he wanted to be back in Lubavitch. So towards the end of his stay, he wanted to talk to the host. And he told the host, I'd like to do you a favor. You were so kind to me, you let me stay in your house. I'd like to um, pay you back with a favor. Is there anything you need? So, so 
I think uh, he said the same words that the Shunami said, I'm Hashem, I'm well set, I'm well taken care of, I'm, 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 I'm successful, I'm fine, everything is good. So the Rebbe, so somebody told the Rebbe Hashab, but, but he doesn't have children. So Rebbe Hashab said, no, tomorrow night for supper, he told the host, uh, Mr. Wolf, that tomorrow night for supper you'll serve me fish. And apparently he told him what type of fish, Rabbi Wolf didn't remember. He told me she served me that kind of fish for dinner. And while I eat the fish, you and your wife will stand by the door. It's just like the story of the Shunamith. She stood by the door. And the next night, they served him fish for dinner. And the Rebbe Shab, during the meal, said like this. While you stay in Würzburg, I cannot help you. If you move away from Würzburg, then we can talk. So they both said right away, we're willing to move. So Rebbe Shab says, in that case, I promise you that not this Rosh Hashanah, this was right before Rosh Hashanah, but in a year from this Rosh Hashanah, while we blow the Shafer in Lubavitch, you will have a baby boy. This is exactly what happened, because in Germany, they blew the Shafer early, because they died early in the morning, they were finished with Shachas and Musaf by, by 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, noon, by 12 o'clock. In Lubavitch, the Shefer was later. So the Rebbe Shab told them, when, we, when I blow Shefer in Lubavitch, that's the time when you will have a baby boy. And this is exactly what happened. The next Rosh Hashanah, she gave birth to a baby boy on, um, on Rosh Hashanah. And about, about, about the same time that when in Russia, in Lubavitch, the Rebbe Shab was blowing the Shefer. Rabbi Wolf, Rabbi Yakim Wolf, who told me the story, said that he met his cousin, that means a second, a second cousin or third cousin, who was a grandson of that child that was born and told him that in his family the tradition was that the Rebbe Rashab said in German accent when I will blow the shofar with a German accent on Rosh Hashanah that's when you will have a baby son.